Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Well, today, unusually so, I have two amazing guests, and both of them happen to hail from Texas. I don't know how that happened, but it just did. But I think you're going to really, really enjoy this show. There's going to be some incredible information and also a contest you can vote on. My first guest is Austin Davis. Austin Davis is a Texas police officer. He has over 30 years of experience in teaching law enforcement, corporations, and individuals on how to prevent, manage, and recover from crime. He helps you to become what he calls your own first responder. In this day and age, um, life is a little unpredictable and a, a little less safe, it feels like, in parts of the country. And he wants everyone to be as ready as possible from the smallest of details and the most common sense practices, keeping your home safe and your body safe too. If you were in a situation where um, there was a, a serious shooting or what, or something like that. How would you be able to protect yourself and others? Lots of great information in there. So we're going to be hearing from him. He's from Concealed Coalition. We're going to hear all from Austin Davis. And then we're going to go to Austin, Texas, uh, to a friend of mine, Curtis Peel, who is an amazing young musician. And he's so amazing, in fact, that Jack Daniels, yeah, that Jack Daniels, is holding a contest. It's called Battle of the Bar Bands. And they have selected musicians and their songs to be in a contest, basically, that if they make it to the top of the top, they are going to win $10,000. They are going to get a national radio tour, and they're going to get lots of play of their song. Well, Curtis, who is on the show, he's just two away from number one. If we vote for him, he could very well win this amazing prize from Jack Daniels. And you as a voter, are eligible to win up to $500 as well. We're going to hear his beautiful song called Twin Daydream from his band called Futurist. And we'll let you know how you can vote and you can hear the backstory behind this and the great contest put on by Jack Daniels. It's all coming up, plus good news stories by our beloved Jim Cleefield at the end of the program. It's called The Way Home for a reason. And if you're talking about getting home to the best nutrition, That's balance of nature, fruits and veggies, and a capsule, and the whole health system. Balance of nature is a wonderful company with an incredible product that, simply put, is fruits and veggies. They have one other product as well. It's called Fiber and Spice. They all have one thing in common, and that's that they are 100% food. There's nothing else added in these products, the fruits, the veggies, or the fiber and spice. It is just plain from the earth. That is where everything in the product comes from. There is nothing added, nothing created in a laboratory, no type of concentrate that's derived from something that was put together. No, this is food. It's produce and it's nutrition. It's very concentrated nutrition that We, I know if you're like me, you try to get on a daily basis, but it's not that easy. It's hard to do. It's expensive to buy. It's a lot of time and work to put into chopping and eating uh, without cooking out all the nutrients. Balance of nature is a wonderful solution for your nutritional needs. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it's a life changer. You've probably heard the commercials on the station and 
they are all legitimate. Those are people who have called into balance of nature and have actually told their stories about what the product has done for them. It's not something that's solicited by the company at all. So these are true stories from real people whose lives are changed from taking the fruits and vegetables and the fiber and spice. Mine as well. And my families, they are on it too. I can tell you that it has been such an incredible well, I call it a godsend, really, because it's just fresh produce, but it's in the way that your body needs it to the amount that you need. That is very difficult to get if you don't take it like this. Balance of Nature is super easy to order. You just go to balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com, and make sure you put my name in the promo code, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, and that way you get 35% off your first preferred order. That's a big savings, 35% off and then free shipping forever. So by all means, my name in the promo code. And even if you don't do it online at balanceofnature.com, you can do it on the phone. And here's their super easy to remember number. It's 800-2468-751. 800-2468-751. And tell the nice person on the phone that you're putting Laura into your promo code so that you get your discount and your free shipping. All of that when we come back, Austin Davis from Texas and Curtis Peel from Austin. It's all on the way home. Don't go away. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, recently, I think there have just been so many instances where we wonder what has happened in terms of personal safety in this country. And there have been so many situations um, in different states and places where people have found themselves having to defend themselves, where they probably didn't think that was something that they would have to deal with um, even a year ago or two years ago. But life has changed a lot in this country and around the world. And uh, a lot of times uh, I think we, you know, we, we sit and we have political discussions about what's going on, but we need to take a look at practical life and living and how we can best keep safe and keep others safe. And there's been incredible amounts of bravery that's been shown during terribly tragic moments in the last several months. And other times that it, it feels like we wish that more could have been done. So my guest today is someone that I hope is going to make a difference and that I hope you will uh, really listen to um, maybe incorporating some of what he has to teach today into your lives. Austin Davis is the National Training Director at Concealed Coalition, and he is a Texas police officer with over 30 years of experience in teaching law enforcement and corporations and individuals on how to prevent, manage, and recover from crime. He teaches about uh, becoming your own first responder. We had a situation just very recently uh, in my state where I am now in Indiana, down in Indianapolis, where a, a shooter came into the mall and started firing shots and uh, a person who is just well able and well ready and 
just happened to be bystanding and watching the whole thing, decided to make the decision to take out the shooter. And I know that there is so much that went into that decision that he did, but we, I think, have all done a collective gratitude, prayer of gratitude for the lives that he hopefully saved by doing that. So Austin Davis, thank you so much for joining us today. Such a deep topic. And when my show is usually a little more uh, upbeat, but this is just so important. I, I felt like I needed to present what you have to give us today. So thank you so much for being on the way home. Laura, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time with your audience to talk about this topic. I'm amazed. Well, first of all, you have many years of, of being an officer, a police officer in Texas. And so you you have that. But you have done so much now to try to get people to a place where they should they need to be in a should they be in a situation where they need to be ready to respond to any type of imminent danger you help them to do that. So let's talk about all that you're doing now with this coalition and and how to be your own first responder. Well, you know, it's it's a topic that most people don't want to embrace on the onset. And what's sad is most people want to outsource their safety. And up until recently, that may have been a worthy plan. But as a police officer, I can tell you around the country, response times are increasing. Uh, New Orleans just published that they're two and a half hours in their response time from 911. Um, Chicago last year, it's my understanding, had about half a million, 400,000 some odd 911 calls that went unanswered. So the days of you calling for 911 to outsource your safety and having a competent officer show up in time may not be accurate for you anymore. Our world may have changed. We may need to change with it. Right. So um, I, we're very fortunate here in Indiana. Um, we have a, an incredible police force and we have a lot of confidence in, in them. Um, they are just really amazing at, at their response time. But I, I came from 40 years in New York uh, before I moved here two years ago. And I know that New York is dealing with those same issues. And th- there are myriad reasons why this is happening. It's not because our police force is incapable or unwilling to to show up on time. But there are a, a thousand factors that are going into this, why um, response may be slower or different than we're used to. So in the case of this young gentleman, he was in his early 20s, um, this Elijah Dickin in Indianapolis, who was at the mall coming down the escalator, apparently saw the shooter come out of the bathroom and start firing into the food court. He took matters into his own hand and he he had a concealed carried uh, firearm and he used it. And thank goodness he was really good at it because he took out the shooter. So. Um, the, different states obviously have different laws on that. And I believe that Indiana does have concealed carry options for people. And um, a lot of people here do own firearms. And I know that I even have good girlfriends who just in the last year have purchased firearms and have taken training to do them. But a, a lot of, like I know in New York, that is just not a thing. I don't think I have a single friend who owns a firearm. You may have a friend who owns a firearm in New York. They just don't want to tell you that they may own a firearm in New York. Um, yeah, the, the laws hopefully will start changing 
so more people can take more responsibility for their own safety. I don't think a gun in of itself makes you safer. Um, I have a guitar in my closet, but I have no idea how to use it. I'm not convinced that possession equates to competency. And I think it's a much bigger topic than I have a gun. I, I like to think of it as a holistic approach to safety, which means I want you to think about your personal safety from the instance of from the first moment you have an indication there could be trouble all the way out to the last minute the court sign off on the last piece of paper. And the firearm is a very small item in between. And as I tell people all the time, a defensive firearm is a very limited tool. It's designed to save human life, not injure innocent life, and it's the tool of last resort. So if we just think we have a gun and we're somehow safer, we're missing a lot of this problem. That's why we so much believe in awareness training, and that's not being freaked out. That is understanding your baseline, your world around you, looking for anomalies above or below the baseline. Um, it's for de-escalation training and something we're very proud of, which is non-escalation training. So we don't jack up the situation when it needs to be calmed down. We believe in home safety. I don't want to talk to you about a home defense firearm until we talk about your locks, your lighting, your your personal security plan. These are things more important than a home defense gun. And of course, if you decide you want to fire them, you have to understand the whole range of use of force issues. When is talking appropriate? When is intermediate use of force appropriate? Because sometimes things are simple assault and a gun is the wrong tool. And we need to understand where that is. And if you have to go to lethal force, there needs to be a lot of thought put into it before you get to that moment to know if you really can take another person's life. It's not as simple as people think. And then there's also the ancillary issues of calling 911, the most important phone call of your life. You're calling law enforcement. It's being recorded. You don't have your lawyer present. You can't amend it or alter it. And you're in mind-altering chemicals from stress. So then we have to deal with the whole legal fight after the fight. So I want people to think of protection not as I get a gun or I don't got a gun. I hate a gun. I like a gun. It's more of a complete range of behaviors that leads you to a defensive living lifestyle. Absolutely. And I so you I watched a trailer of the the coalition uh, training that you have, and it's really incredible because it really covers the gamut. It's not just firearms. You you talk about all different types of self-defense and methodologies in terms of protecting oneself. Um, So you really are about protection and and not just in in one lane even though you were a police officer and and guns were probably the the your first line of of defense and and uh taking care of things so um where can people find your training if they don't live where you are and are you teaching this around the country is it a digital course how can people find it Oh, great question. Thank you. Um, Conceal Coalition, you can go to concealcoalition.com and find us. We're in all 50 states. We have instructors all over the country. So I'm sure we have somebody close to you. Um, Chicago area is our second biggest market. Um, We've trained 113,000 people in Chicago alone um, since we've been an organization online in person. So we have a large footprint. What is unique about Conceal Coalition is we want to get three things to our, our, our family, our coalition family. And that is we want a sense of, of transformation. We want you to come in and go, I'm prepared, I'm not scared. I, I, I came in with, with a limited set of skill sets and I leave with a better set of skill sets. And I want a sense of community. I want you to come in and go, look, we don't really care where you're on the political spectrum in this room because we're all gonna get along because this is a people problem, not a political problem. We don't care if you come in and you're pro-gun or anti-gun, as long as you wanna take care of your family, and you're well-behaved in the class, you're welcome. But then we want you to leave there with a sense of status. We want you to be able to have those people who 
you're a guardian always and a warrior when needed, that they can go, wow, you know, Laura went through this training and I feel safer around her. I'm not scared that she has a gun because she behaves a lot more competent with it. Her her storage, her storage program is just so much more more improved since you went to our training. So we're looking for a holistic approach. So you can find us. But the big thing is we have three levels. We have your standard state licensing around the country. We have the Concealed Coalition University, which is a comprehensive adult learning specialized program to help you get those skill sets you need, like de-escalation and threat avoidance. And then we have the Concealed Coalition Virtual Tactical Academy, where we put you in a judgment training simulator, low stakes, low stress, put you in there where you have to put all these skills together. And anytime things aren't going well, we stop you and we just go, Laura, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you thinking? And you might tell me something. I go, well, I never thought of that. Keep going. But most of the time I go, how about this, this, and this? And you go, well, that makes sense. I go, would you like to try it again? Yeah. And we bring you back through that until you get confidence through competence and performance. I think it's absolutely incredible. I think it's it's something that we all, like I'm the type of person who I can't even imagine, like I'm afraid to even think about a scenario, let alone, tr- you know, try to imagine it and then train myself for it and be prepared for it. It's It's just like, you know, I, I'd prefer to stick my head in the sand and I just know that's not, not the way to go. But what do you do if, so this program airs in Michigan, Indiana, Greenwich, Connecticut and beyond in Connecticut and also in New York. What do you do when different states have different laws? And for example, just this past week, this 80 year old gentleman, um, I believe it was in California. He, somebody came in with a, looked like a rifle or some type of a, you know, whatever those <laughs> assault weapons are, they call them assault weapons, came into his liquor store and they pointed it at him, but he had a gun and I, I guess he was obviously trained in using it because he shot the gentleman in the arm, gentleman, the guy in the arm, and he fled with, you know, a carload of people who were going to uh, rob him. So he was ready and it worked for him. But in New York, when that happened recently, this this uh, gentleman from the Dominican Republic, I believe it was, the, the guy came behind his counter and started assaulting him. This guy, you know, had happened to have a knife there to defend himself and he ends up going to jail. Now he's since been, you know, it's been turned around and with the judge and everything. But the, the poor man, what he went through, 62 year old man, he ends up going to jail for def- defending himself. So what do you do when you've got states with all these willy nilly? It feels like to me anyway, that these rules have become willy nilly somewhat. Well, if we can take it from the political to the personal, if that's okay with you, the gentleman in the California shooting had a heart attack because of that event and spent a few days in the hospital. The gentleman in the bodega will never get his life back. And these are both the outcome of having to use force. And both these gentlemen in those instances did what they thought was necessary to minimize the damage to human life and save their lives but their lives are still not balanced after that. And I think sometimes we talk about the gun issue, pro or gun, we forget this is a people issue and these behaviors, and I know this is from being a police officer, these stains on you stay for a long time after the effects and post post traumatic effects from use of force can be very, very life altering for a lot of people. This is one of the reasons why when we train people, especially in the simulator, we see if they have the three cans. Can I emotionally, 
Can I physically and can I legally use force in the situation? And what's interesting is when you break down the bodega owner and his use of force, you can argue both sides of this. That's why one of the things we stress so much in the Concealed Coalition is the fight after the fight, which is the legal fight. Because in both those cases, there could be criminal, civil, social processes, and hopefully they have some sort of prepaid legal defense for self-defense to help them through this. The one program I like also has psychological counseling built into the legal defense for self-defense. There's 20 counselor sessions already built into the program because if you have to use force, there's a real good chance we're gonna need to get a licensed counselor to help you work through those issues. Because you know, if you're a normal human being, these are, these are life altering decisions that stay with you long after the incident's over. Right. And I, I just wonder though, um, for, for most people, you know, no matter what, knowing all these things, when, when a situation comes upon you, like, how do you know how to react? Is it, do you truly need to go over scenarios in your mind? Do you need to have the training like you offer at your coalition, a concealed coalition? Or, or is it just something that is instinctual that kicks in? The one guy picked up a gun, the other guy picked up his knife. Are these, I, can you even think in moments like that? This guy, Elijah Dickin at the mall who took out the shooter there, do you think he had been prepared and trained beforehand if there were ever to be a situation that he would be ready for it? Or was he just acting on instinct? Uh, I've never met Mr. Dickens, and I don't know situation. I only know what I've read about him. It's my understanding he is not former military or former law enforcement, but he was trained by his grandfather, which brings me the most obvious question. We need to know who his grandfather is. He must be an amazing individual to be able to teach a young man to have that kind of poise. It's my understanding the shot that that Mr. Dickens took in that mall was about 40 yards. So if y'all can just kind of imagine being on a football field and standing on one end of it and imagine 40 yards out and of the 10 rounds, he got eight solid hits in under 15 seconds and he didn't hit an innocent. These are amazing Grace under pressure. And where we get young men like that who step up in times of need, that's a that's a question for another program, another time. But some people are, are trained and motivated to go to trouble. Some are trained to go away from trouble. And those who've never thought about it will just tend to freeze because it's fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So uh, it's it's way too short of a program to try to fit everything in. But what would be your greatest advice for just the general public right now? Anyone listening, what would you tell them to do um, in this day and age? Because of especially because of the situation we are in where uh, I, I think police right now are just undergoing such duress um, in terms of how their response and and also with their resources and everything else that's going on, um, how do we maintain law and order and also the protocol that one needs to go through if there is danger, but also make sure that they are safe themselves and can defend themselves? Well, the first part is let's let's address the police part. We would love to get to you quicker, but the calls are just backed up when we get on shift. We have so few 911 operators. We have so few people in the criminal justice system, jailers, prison guards. We're just overwhelmed. So the chances of your your audience having to become their own first responder goes up. So the first thing you want to do in that is come to grips with the concept that your world may not be as safe as you think. And just kind of own the fact that no one's going to come or come in time to save you, if at all. 
Next thing is take the obvious basic solid steps in your home, work, and leisure to be as proactive as possible to reduce the obvious risk in people, place, and process your daily life. And then finally, to be your own first responder, be prepared to have a bias towards action. But remember that action has to be restrained by the legal system. You may think that you can pick up a knife and stab the guy in the neck in the bodega, but the law may be different. And we have to have that addressed before we get in those situations. That's why training is important. I don't want your first use of force decision for you to be on the on the fly. I really need it to be in my simulator with me, guiding you through in a low stakes environment, low stress, because adults don't learn well under stress. Let's learn a nice, calm environment and run through what works for you and what doesn't work for you and where those decisions are in your decision making process. Because some people are more comfortable using violence than others. Some people are more adept at it than others. But I do know this with training we never rise a level of our expectations, but we will fall to the lowest level of our competent training. So your training wants to be three things. Recent, because this stuff is perishable. Relevant, you know, you don't need law enforcement or military training roping out of a helicopter if you're just a normal civilian going about your life and realistic. So we have to put you in a place where your brain goes, wow, I can function in this environment because I'm familiar with it. Novelty in, in a stressful situation is, is debilitating. Absolutely. And I love how with all of your 30 years of experience being on the force and doing all that you have done, you have really, really practical tips, just the basics, even for people who may not want to have a a firearm or the ability to do that, but even practical things on how to keep your, your home lit, like you said, or, you know, locks and just you have statistics, you have things that are provable that are helping to keep people safe. But People just don't know about it, and we need to learn. And now more than ever, Austin Davis, what an incredible resource you are. Let's tell people where they can find you, where they can find the coalition, and and everything you have to offer in terms of training. No, I appreciate that. Go to concealedcoalition.com. Um, we have a trainer in your area. We're spaced on out. I travel all over the country. But Think about this really long and hard about times are changing and maybe your attitude towards training to protect yourself may need to change as well. It's not a gun issue. It's a performance issue. And please, if you don't come to us, go find someone who can give you recent, relevant, and realistic training. We hope you come to concealcoalition.com. And I'd love to see all of y'all on my next virtual reality Conceal Coalition class. Concealedcoalition.com. Austin Davis, thank you so much for your service, sir. Thank you for all you're doing to take us to the next level um, in this country and in our lives to make us safer. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, very often you'll hear friends of friends who are uh, creating music these days, and it's a little bit easier than it was in the old days where you had to like get some big studio and pay thousands of dollars to have somebody maybe record your song and try to get it heard by some record executives and such. But these days it's a little bit different. Um, people have access to in-home equipment and and their own ways of just playing music and getting it out there, but it takes a whole different trajectory than what people in my generation were used to. But um, I have found uh, that so many uh, wonderful young artists are coming up in a way that is really uh, not only 
interesting and unusual in terms of how they get to where they're going musically. But uh, there's ways for them to be promoted. And I'm so grateful for social media for that fact, because we get to keep in touch with people that maybe we haven't for a long time or get to be introduced to uh, new people, new musicians, artists, you name it. Um, It's really great in that sense for all of what you know, we say that we don't like about social media in so many ways. It's it opens so many worlds for many people. So um, I was so grateful that uh, a young friend who I had met several years ago, who I knew as a musician, um, was doing things. He posted that he was in this contest and the contest is being put on by Jack Daniels. And it's a music contest. And he's going to tell us all about it. When I listen to the song that he has put forth to be in this and now needs people to vote for him so that maybe he can win this amazing thing. I want to introduce to you Curtis Peel. He's in a band uh, that is, um, oh, I'm so sorry. This is the COVID thing. Sorry. Fut- I was going to say futurists. He's in a band called Futurist with a beautiful song called Twin Daydream. Thank you so much for being on the show, Curtis. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. And the last time I saw you was at uh, a gig in Brooklyn in a loft, and uh, my daughter was playing music. And she introduced you to me, and, and she told me later, oh, I love Curtis. He's such a great guy, and his music is so good. And then over the years, I've followed you you know, loosely on, on social media, but then this came around where you were asking for votes for your new song, which we're going to be playing at the end of the interview. Um, I absolutely, first of all, love the music. What a great sound. Uh, it's being called all sorts of things, future classical, something like this. Tell me about your band. How long have you been playing? What kind of music are you calling it? Yeah. So, uh, Hello, my name is Curtis Peel, and I am the captain of the ship that is known as Futurist. Uh, it's a band that has been together since uh, 2008 when I moved to New York City. Uh, it's gone through a lot of different um, uh, ver- versions, memberships, and we, we've currently released three records. Uh, this song, Twin Daydream, is from our uh, January 2022 release called Year of the Ox. Um, and, uh, it's the third track from that record. Um, probably what you're referencing is from a description and we call it future classic. And, uh, basically what that means as far as our influences, we have a lot of like vintage 60s, 70s influences as well as like, uh, technologically like modern type sounds as well. And, uh, we take a lot of pride in, um, blending the old and new into kind of one uniform sound. Uh, we've been sort of uh, compared to things in like old wise. We get a lot of Beatles reference. We get a lot of Pink Floyd's um, reference. Uh, we get modern wise. We get sometimes we get the Flaming Lips. We get Spoon. Uh, mm-hmm. We get uh, My Morning Jacket, things like that. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, you, you basically have to invent, uh, uh, like invent your own genre to kind of like classify <laughs> yourself. If you're looking for us on Spotify or Apple music, like you'd find us in alternative, you know, but we say sometimes psychedelic pop, um, alternative rock, art rock, you know, there's all kinds art of rock. Different... I like that. Yeah. Well, well, me, myself, I'm a visual artist as well. I do a lot of animations and things as well. And I have a lot of like visual components that are often included in our live shows and presentations of our of our music. I love that. I I just saw Todd Rugren 
twice in the last year, but he he was one of the pioneers in bringing visuals into concerts and, and things like that and using video. And this was a long time ago, decades ago that he started this. But that's the one thing that I love about his shows is he's got these incredible uh, animations and and video going on behind him while he's singing and it really enhances it. it i just i love that and i can hear your music with that behind it so easily the song is absolutely gorgeous it's called twin daydream it's the kind of song like when you hear it you imagine yourself like either in a cadillac with the with the top down like back from the 50s or something and your hair blowing. It's like a driving song. It's a song that you can sit by the beach and listen to. It's just so easy on the ears and it, it's upbeat. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel good. What was the premise behind twin daydream? So year of the ox is a concept record, uh, believe it or not. Um, so uh, it's the third track. Uh, it's w- w- I'll, I'll go into the, the the Cliff's Notes version of it, but it's a it's a pretty heady concept. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, the the monomyth, the hero with a thousand faces. Like basically, uh, it's the story that uh, like. Uh, ancient stories to modern you know marvel movies like there's a there's a running theme that the hero goes through and like a a a set of stages that he travels through um i was reading a lot about this you know five six years ago just super fascinated and then i was also really into um religious and astrological like history like i loved learning like the gods that made up the different planets and like what they represented. So I actually had um, mapped out this whole concept. There's 12 songs on the record and each of them represents a different Zodiac sign. Uh, Twin mm. Daydream is the Gemini one. It's the third track, which is the, you know, the third season of the Zodiac. Um, and uh, so it's, it's kind of the happiest one uh, in the, in the motto myth. It is what's called the, uh, the flight, which is like basically when the hero leaves like his home world, right? So if you think of like Star Wars, it's when Luke gets on the Millennium Falcon and leaves, right? So it's like a very childlike, like everything's in front of me, right? So it's actually probably the happiest song on the record because like no no turmoil has happened yet. You know, no no major like conflict or or self-examination has happened. So it also happened to be because it's the happiest. It was the easiest to cut as a radio single as well. So that's the one I submitted. But, yes. Um, yeah. 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 So, so no, it's it is it's um it it's very I said easier on the ears, and it truly is. It's something that I could hear playing on a radio or or in a cafe somewhere um, in New York City or in Europe or anywhere for that fact in Colorado. I mean, it's just a, a, a really sweet, sweet song, Twin Daydream. So I'm so happy that you chose that. Let's hear about this contest because this is a pretty big deal. If if someone like you and Futurist, your band, is trying to make it, tell us all about the Jack Daniels contest that's going on. How can we vote for you, Curtis Peel? And, and what is the process there? And what do you get if you win? Oh, okay, cool. So the reason that I hit you up personally is because it is such a big deal. Um, most of the legwork I do all on my own, uh, uh, like acquiring new fans and recording all the music, funding everything. It's all it's all self-funded. So this opportunity was something that uh, I discovered through uh, through the Austin radio, like they were announcing this contest. And I submitted um, my song and I got uh taken to the next round so to speak 
And so basically, uh, basically I think that there's something like, I think there's something like 40 different bands right now that are like in, in the contest. And we are currently ranked number three. I've been, I've been contacting people personally. So we've made some huge progress, but I've been stuck for the past, you know, 24, 48 hours here. So any vote could definitely help us. There's uh, two bands ahead, um, ahead of us. Wait, you're the, third and it's third to the top for yeah, this we're th- we're, we're huge ranked, national yeah, contest. Yeah. When, when I, when I posted it, when I contacted you, we were 10th. So that should tell you how many people I've been contacting directly. Like I'm definitely working for it. Um, so, so we're at third right now. There's two bands above us. And like, if we got, you know, if we got some st- substantial um, votes, we could bump to number one. The um, the grand prize winner receives uh, $10,000, which is obviously huge, but probably more meaningful to someone like me is an opportunity to be featured on iHeartRadio, which uh, is like legit, you know, satellite radio, which would be good. And a promotional radio tour, which I assume is, you know, talking about the music and talking about the record. Also, those are the kind of substantial opportunities that for someone who's, you know, label lists, label lists and like self-motivated in this, like yeah. getting exposure to some new listeners. Yeah. Um, and, and how much free Jack Daniels do you get? <laughs> I don't know anything about the Jack Daniels, but I'm sure like I, I looked it up on social media. It looks like they've hosted like events and stuff like that, too. So there's probably going to be like a live event that's associated with this at some point. Um, but like on my end, there's, I, I, I know, I know less at this point. Uh, also worth, worth, worth mentioning is that every person who votes is eligible for $500 gift card. Wow. So like you're kind of in the lottery yourself by voting. So they're incentivizing everybody, um, involved in this contest, which is pretty cool. Okay. This is amazing. So not only might you get to number one um, because you're at number three at the moment, but people can vote every single day until the uh, the final day, which is what day? The 13th? Uh, the, fi- the, the final day is August 13th, right? Okay. So, so we've so- got a few days here to vote and people are allowed to vote every day and they are eligible to win $500 at being a voter. You are eligible for the $10,000 plus a, a, a nationwide uh, radio tour and all and all sorts of goodies like this. So this is amazing. Now, how do we find your song? I'm posting it on my social media, but I want the whole country to hear about this. So tell us how uh, how you find the link to actually vote for you and to hear your beautiful song called Twin Daydream. Okay, amazing. Right. So so like you said, our song is called Twin Daydream and we are futurist. Uh, that's how you find us. I'll just give you the the the, the straightforward website link. You know, it's uh, JD, like Jack Daniels, JD Battle of the Bar Bands.com. That's ah. JD, JD Battle of the Bar Bands.com. And when you go to the website, there's a thing at the top that says contest. You click it and then it shows you like the rankings. Just click on Futurist Twin Daydream and you can click the little vote button there. Uh, you can either vote through your Facebook account or you can vote through an email. Oh my goodness, that's easy. So JD, as in Jack Daniels, JD Battle of the Bar Bands.com. Correct. Oh, fantastic. So everybody is encouraged to vote every day. Listen to the song. You're going to love it. It's so sweet. It's the perfect summer song. It's the perfect, uh, it really, it just it makes you feel up 
and and happy. And, you know, sometimes music just has the power to make you feel better. And that's what this song, Twin Daydream, does to me. Curtis Peel couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So you're third now, but hopefully by the end of this show, you'll be at number one and we'll get to have you back on as you're doing your radio tour. I, that that would blow my mind. I, I appreciate you so much for having me on. Well, of of Austin, Texas, my guest is Curtis Peel. He is the leader of the band called Futurist. Futurist. And the name of the song that's up for uh, best song is Twin Daydream. Go to jdbattleofthebarbands.com. Curtis Peel, thank you once again. And all the best of luck to you. I have a feeling you're going to do incredibly well. We'll be hearing a lot from Futurist in the future. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been an honor being here with you today. So, Curtis, we're going to go out on the song that is up for winning this big prize with Jack Daniels. It's called Twin Daydream. It's by the band Futurist. Enjoy. back you're listening to the way home with laura smith here's laura well so much fun on a program it, it feels like uh it's not even work but it definitely is the part of the program that i get to sit back and relax a little bit do little less of the interviewing and get to hear some great news good stories from jim cleefield that's what he does he goes out into the interweb during the week and finds stories that make you feel good that make you smile uplift and inspire. Jimmy Dean, what do you have for us today in the good news department? Well, I got to preface by saying you and Hannah are just real inspirations for what you've done throughout your careers. I mean, you in the radio field and she's done music and videos and you are quite the do, I must say. But I want to tell you the story about a mother and daughter duo team that's going to blow you away. It blew me away when I read it first this morning. Say hello to the first mother duo pilot team for Southwest Airlines. Yes, that is true. It has just happened recently. Her name is Holly, and her daughter is Keely Pettit. And uh, they have just become the first mother-daughter pilot duo ever in any airline's history. It has never been done before. Just so groundbreaking. What happened was Holly years ago wanted uh, to be a pilot. She had the dream of becoming one while she was a stewardess for another carrier. She was sitting at a jump seat. And next thing you know, she took her pilot's license. She worked for Southwest Airlines. Well, inspired as she was. Her 14-year-old daughter, Keely, said, hmm, I should try this. So she did the same thing. She later got an internship with Southwest in 2017, 
got her pilot's license, and five years later, it has come full circle. Holly said this is a dream come true, and I remember she said in the Facebook post, the first mother duo pilot team has arrived. Oh, what an arrival it must have been. And Southwest uh, commented on this, and they said, not only are Holly and Keeley making history as this duo, but it's breaking barriers. I mean, it's inspiration and empowering women all over the country. We see it in a lot of different fields to pursue dreams like this. So you might say they are reaching new heights, or in this case, as Southwest said, reaching for the skies. No doubt about it. Oh, I love that. How wonderful. Really, it is great. Well, I, you know, my daughter and I ended up in the same profession as well. I have to say when when she was eight years old, I don't know if you remember this, Bob, and I'm talking now to my producer, but I used to bring Hannah in. She was eight years old and she used to um, do commercials for us at the radio station. Do you remember that? Oh, of course. Yeah. I still remember that little pick. Yeah, she was eight years old, and and I used to get her to do these commercials. Well, lo and behold, I, I I noticed that she had this uncanny ability to read the copy, which we call in in the business um, when you're reading a commercial, and she had an uncanny ability to kind of interpret the copy and sound like it was a real authentic thing. And I said, my goodness, she really has a gift for this. Mm-hmm. So. Over the next few years that I was there, I would say to her, you know, Hannah, you really have a knack for this. And she'd go, oh, no, Mom, I'm not going to do voiceovers. That's what you do. You do radio. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. Okay, fine. So I, you know, just stopped saying, you know, how great I thought she was all the time, even though I was, you know, bursting with pride. Come the age 13, she ended up taking a class in New York City about uh, doing commercials on TV. And she took the class. And at the end of the class, they offered to have real agents come in, like agents from around the country, big top agents to see these young kids to see if maybe they were interested in being signed to their agency. So Hannah did it. She signed up to be one of them that would have the agents come and look at her. And lo and behold, I think she had two or four that were interested in her. She ended up signing with Abrams Artists. And at age 13, she was signed with the top children's agent in the country and went on to do a lot of great work. But flash forward even more she's in her 30s now and her entire career is doing voiceovers and when i tell you she does great voiceover work she's done commercials for mercedes volkswagen um you name it dial soap big brands national things all over the world she does international things and she's made a living doing it and i always go you still think that maybe you're not cut out for this you know, just have to rub it in a little bit because I am the mom. But anyway, so I love your story about this mom and daughter duo now flying the skies. How incredible is that? Totally inspirational. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Well, I've certainly taken up a lot of time for, for the good news, but do you have another story? Do we have time for one? Well, I hope so. Well, we talk about a mother-daughter duo, but here's an inspirational one. A son doing something for his mom who was really, really sick, was suffering a brain tumor. 27-year-old Matt Shaha, he did something really special for his mom. He decided to cut off all his hair. He grew it out and decided to make a wig out of it because she's been suffering from a brain tumor. She lost her hair a long time ago, and he decided to do this for her. Well, he went and cut off all his hair, and he actually set a company up to come help with that. He paid him $2,000 to create this wig. And the reason that she uh, wanted 
to have this and why he did this. He said, look, it's one thing to be sick. I'm okay with being sick, but I just don't want to look sick. If you know what I mean? She wants to be out in public uh, like she has a full set of hair and living a normal life. So he went and did this, went this extra mile as any son would do for his mom. And I'm sure she just looks fantastic. She said the compassion, sacrifice, Matt has made a spectacular, Melanie said. I mean, just what he did was above and beyond the call. And uh, she's just grateful for him. And hopefully uh, she will recover from her cancer very, very soon. Oh, amazing. You know what? There's, uh, I'll tell you, that's what it's all about, you know, at the end of the day. And it's almost like, you know, we are put together sometimes uh, because we are meant to be there for each other. I think that's what families are about. And, you know, and not all families are close and not all families have the opportunity to do things like that. But a lot of them are. And it is something we all strive for to do and be is to be there for one another. But you know what? There's such a thing as chosen family too. And you guys are my chosen family in mm-hmm. the sense that I love you. Like definitely family. are. Wow. We've, we've, yeah. We've been a team for an awful long time. Bob, you taught me radio 26 years ago. I mean, you know, by now you, you know, you've spent more time with me than a lot of my family. has. <laughs> But I I totally appreciate you can choose your family, right? People that you love, they're your friends, but they're like, don't you call them like sister and brother because you just say you can't pick your family. But in the radio sense, I think that's not true. I picked a really great family here. Hmm. Yeah, well, and you but we also we were also blessed, all of us with with wonderful families, like biological families. And uh, for that, we are thankful, too. Well, thanks, you guys. And thank you to Austin Davis. Um, and for also Curtis Peel, don't forget to vote for his song for the battle of the Go and find futurist. He's at number three now, but we want him to get to number one because if he does, he's going to win a lot of money and get a radio tour with his beautiful song called twin daydreaming. And thank you so much to balance of nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. They are an inspiration and you can always order yours and make sure you put Laura into the promo code L-A-U-R-A. Have a beautiful time, a beautiful week, everybody. Be safe, be happy, be healthy, and lots of love from the way home. I'm Laura Smith.